I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> Oh, right. Where was I? Coding? I don't get it. But I'm going to show you my last little magic tool, the Power Platform. It's low-code, no-code, you see? With this, I can create my apps all by myself. Like this chat box that automatically responds to children who complain about their gifts, even though I know they've been naughty. This doesn't make sense. It does to me, Mom. You're a smart kid. Why do you want to do this? I love it. You know that. Okay, but why this way? Because I want to take on the world's toughest hackers. And this is where it's done. So, what do you think? It is officially more Christmas than it has ever been or ever will be. Right at this moment, at 10.02 p.m., December 22nd, 2022, Oh shit! It's our audience. They won't. They'll, they'll see this after Christmas. Yeah, but it's or, so that's going to be even more true for them. Why is this? You, you don't feel it in your bones. No. You don't feel it. No. The Christmas spirit. The Christmas spirit. No. You should get your bones checked. Someone might be using that the space that should be used for Christmas spirit for something else. You know, we should really coordinate that before Henry Andy because I didn't really have anywhere that I was going with it, but it could have gone somewhere great and. The what do you call that? What do you call that sound effect? Jeez, a, a rim shot. What is it? Rim shot. Yeah, it can't shot. be a rim shot. That sounds too sexual. It's not a rim yeah, shot. Yeah, but that's what they call that. Well, it doesn't hit the rim at all. It sounded like it hit the rim. No, it's just a two snare hit in a crash. <laughs> it sounds like you're crashing. The rim shot is a musical phrase played on percussion instruments used to punctuate jokes. Is known in percussion jargon as a sting. Hmm. Why does everybody have their own industry terms for everything? I don't know. The sting, Carl. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't know that yeah. as a professional drummer. Um, yeah, I'm surprised too. Well, you said you were going to start your all all drummer band. Uh, I've already started it. There's just one drummer in it, and that drummer is me. Oh, so it's a it's a one man band. One man band, one instrument band. Also, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I like that. It's a good idea. I mean, if you think about it, the drums can play just about anything. I can do triggers for anything. Oh, oh, so you're just gonna. You're going to sample. You're gonna well, no, I would, I'm not doing that yet. You're basically a DJ. No, no. You just press play. Not a DJ at all. No, 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 no. You you hit got to hit stuff with your sticks. What do you what? say you are? Uh, I just say I'm an aspiring drummer. But if I was in a crowd and someone said, our drummer's sick, is there a drummer in the house? I would not raise my hand. That's probably a good thing. Well, they probably would want a doctor before a drummer. Well, I just mean they couldn't make it or something. I don't fucking know. I'm just saying I wouldn't be able to like just play drums like well, if their drummer is sick, why do they need a new drummer? It sounds like they've already got a pretty good new one. New scenario. If someone asked if anyone in the house can play drums, I would not raise my hand. If there was a plane that was crashing, the only person that could land that plane was a drummer. Carl would, would, I would not, not raise my hand. The alternative is no drummer to land the plane. Yeah, yeah. But I could just go home and not worry no, about it. No, you're you're a, the plane's the going plane. down. I mean, you go done. home to the Lord. <laughs> See the light of heaven, and by that you mean Santa Claus, and, right? and bask in the eternal, the eternal embrace of our of our Father, our Lord Santa Claus. On that note, we had a uh, a guy out here fixing our gas fireplace, and he came in with a hat on that said "Jesus is my boss." That's awesome. So when you ask if you want to, if you could speak to his supervisor, <laughs> is he point to the crucifix? He, He's got. He, I think he hands he was he hands you a Bible. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. He's got to carry those around with him. Or or it would be really funny if Jesus Gonzalez came like, <laughs> drove up. It's like, yeah, I'm his supervisor. What if you at PetSmart made me wear a hat that said, Carl is my boss? Well, one, I don't think I could make you do anything. Yeah, that'd be tough. However. You know, like the way that people mean it when feel, they say it. I do feel if I sent you a hat that said, Carl is my boss, I feel like you would wear it just because of the I'm funniest. not even a hat guy. That would make me yeah. a hat guy. Yeah. With hair like that, you don't need to be a hat guy. How about just a bandana? Thank like, you, Randy. Not a bandana, a sweatband. A sweatband? Yeah, you know, it just goes around your, your forehead. and I went musical for some reason. I thought you were dropping a new music term on me. No. Sweatband. Headband. Right. Only if it has one of those little lights on it. And it says, Carl's my boss. It's a thrilling conversation, but uh, let's let's pivot right to Carl. Y- you call in, you call in the, uh, the shot last episode. 100% right. Yeah, well, as you know, as Wayne Gretzky says, you miss 
100 percent of the shots you don't yeah, take. Yeah, you said it so definitively without any evidence whatsoever that Trump's it's Trump. cards were stolen imagery. <laughs> it's fucking Trump. That's great. Of course they're stolen. He's not spending money on yeah. this. It is now definitively proven, and uh, it's it's great. As of this time, my my uh, Trump card is worth almost nothing. Well, I mean, it's still about twice as much as it started as. Yeah, it's pretty much nothing though. It did it did lose a significant amount, but again, it's still it, holding that. It got up to like eight hundred dollars. I know that's amazing. Now it's sitting at two hundred and sixty. You think someone's actually trying to like, or or a group of people are just trying to collect them all? No, Pokemon. Yeah, style. I believe. I believe Trump is, um, so he can launder money once again. Well, I think no. I mean, it's just you know regular crypto wash trading okay well only like 15 people actually bought the cards it was everything <laughs> according to all of the news if it can be believed only 15 real people purchased cards he said i was going to be a part of an exclusive club according to the news and according to you know people who are close to these kinds of affairs it doesn't really matter how many people bought it because he could have laundered money through this exercise without with 15 people buying it with with a thousand people buying it, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Which is genius, really. It is. Yeah. Because, you know, you could get, what is it, $9,999 payments from multiple mm-hmm. accounts and just say, yeah, they, they bought F- NFTs. My favorite thing about a lot of the stolen imagery is that all they did was like stick Trump's head on it. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even change the hands. You know, or like, or, or change some colors. <laughs> I love the coat. They just shifted the colors a little bit, put a little Texas star and a sheriff star yeah. on on it, and then just pasted his head on Did there. Did you see the watermark one? The one that still has a watermark from stock photo? I ha- I've i heard about it. So they didn't even pay for the stock images? <laughs> they just no, no. They stole the watermark. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure those lawsuits are uh, forthcoming. But it's, it's decentralized, Randy. What, what do you mean? Lawsuits? <laughs> I mean, you could still sue. Sue? You can't sue a computer, Randy. It's just so crazy. <laughs> You can try. How are you going to sue a computer? No, those those are generated by Dolly. No, they have the artist. They know the artist that that's behind them. Yeah. No, it's just really coincidence. It's like really crazy how close it got. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just total coincidence. It's still amazing. I, I love it. It is amazing. In some instances, like Trump's head, it's photoshopped horribly onto <laughs> these things. He has the most unique body type in history. How are you? <laughs> The idea that you could yeah. find proportionate I'm just talking about his head. Off the shelf imagery. If you look at his head on the one that's lo- that looks like the um like the tuxedo, it's like there's a white outline, you know, around his head. That's just funny looking. That's his halo. There's <laughs> highlights coming from every direction of his head. Yeah, it's Well, I mean, yeah, it's exactly what Drew just said. You can't it's, glimpse the face of God without aura. having some visual artifacts. His aura is that's very fair. illuminating. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we should have sold them. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of regretting it. There was it. no way I was going to be able to figure it out in the amount of time that was, you know, allotted. Yeah. yeah, I still don't know how to sell the damn thing. Yeah. I don't even know how to make a listing because I think the listings would drive up the price if you just created listings, right? I don't know. I mean, there's, I think there's just offers that are made programmatically across the whole lot of the them collection. with slight variations based on... Uh, attributes you arbitrary yeah but you can list them you can list them for a certain yeah because i saw one listed for like ten thousand dollars or some ridiculous thing like that it probably got sold no No, i I think i think that's a way to you know supply and demand kind of thing so it's a way to drive out the price mine has a two percent rarity and four percent rarity combination in some of its details so so there's a couple of the one of a kind there's sepia toned ones and black and white ones that seem to be the yeah and they're like the ones with the the signatures on them i know Mm -hmm. that oh yeah the trench coat is one of those really expensive ones. The ones that with the super stolen art called out. The sheriff's yeah. in town. It's yeah. all super stolen art. No, I know, but the one that's the highest profile. Yeah, that's the one that they used as the cover image. But if you if you re- read that article, yeah, there's there's a good like six or seven sure. that they've completely oh. matched one to one. Of course, of course. No, and they didn't care. I like it's not like they cared that people would find out about this. Like, what do you? I mean, the guy is yeah. he's like Teflon, though. Like, what's going to happen? Nothing's going to happen. Nothing. Nothing. You know? I mean, eventually he's going to die like everyone else. But yeah, but the congressional uh, hearings, the, you know, the, the January 6th hearings where they're they're basically saying that you should the Justice Department should prosecute or whatever. Like, what are you guys? No, no one's going to prosecute. Nothing's no. going to happen to this man. No, no. The, the absolute worst thing, and I don't even see this happening, is like six months, quote unquote, house arrest. But he's allowed to go to yeah. any of his houses. Not even that. I, don't, I couldn't no, I mean it, it won't happen. But like, if they, if it, like, even if 
he did literally intentionally get somebody killed like that is the worst thing that could happen to him the irs you know is mandated via a law to to audit a president every year their taxes and they just skipped for the first two years and nothing's gonna happen no one's gonna get in trouble nothing's gonna happen no if you didn't file your taxes for two years as a regular private citizen you you'd go to jail <laughs> like pretty quickly yeah you would you would certainly be um You'd be annoyed by someone at least once. Yeah, well, I actually think. had a, my mom had a coworker that did something like she just didn't file for like seven years and she didn't go to jail. So I'm exaggerating, but there was definitely some heartache and she had a, you know, f- it was this whole agreement that she had to come up with the, I- with the IRS and, you know, lawyer up. And yeah. It's, it was craziness. Yeah. Like, pay your, pay your taxes. Yeah. At least but file the- them. The, it was something they only come after the poor people yeah. because they can't afford to fight it. Yep. Yeah, that's where most of the audits go. Mm-hmm. Something that really bothers me, and this might be weird, but looking at the history where like you can see how much Trump paid in a given year, for some reason, the years where he paid a little bother me more than the years where he paid zero. Like the years where he paid <laughs> yeah, like, like $750. Yeah, like the years where he paid more money in taxes than I did, or I, I pay more money in taxes than yeah. he did. That gets to me in a way that him paying nothing doesn't. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah for sure. <clears throat> There's the ones where he he pay, either paid seven fifty or paid zero, and then had a had a return of like five and a half million dollars. Pretty good. Jeez, it's pretty good. Yeah, right. it's Anybody want to venture a guess on the album on display? That that is Radiohead. That's um, that's slim. That's a slim shady LP. Is it? Is that what it looks no. like? Yeah, th- that's kind of cheating because it's just black. <laughs> It's not black. It's so far. It's more like a graphene. Well, whatever. It's so. It's so far away. I wasn't sure if it just had the cellophane still on it. It It's so far away. It has. It it does have a slipcover. Randy, did you just somehow reduce your resolution intentionally? Yeah. Nope. He does. No. It's just that's that's the same. Did you just like snip your Ethernet cable a little bit? It does seem like the webcam is having a little bit more of a difficult time focusing. But uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a tough one. Can't see it. Can I get a genre? There's like three lines of small text on this thing on a solid gray. Okay. It was released in 1998. Yeah. It's indie rock. Oh, okay. Well, that's the- it could be anything. It's the bell beat. No, but it, it it's actually kind of, it's kind of close to that. Um, it's shh, the octopus. No, it just starts with a B. It's Brooklyn Dave. No. Hootie and the Blowfish. That's indie rock. Hootie and the Blowfish. I mean, yeah. may as well be. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, oh did you mean it's bad a, it's a very down tempo indie rock um, um the backstreet boys oh my god guys i have no idea it's, how are we gonna guess this oh, i don't know anything i don't know anything about music you almost need to like zoom it in a little bit just give us a hint um i More already than gave what you a couple um, no those are shit hints. okay so uh, here here actually i got a good hint if you wake up and uh and your hair is a little messy it's there's a term for that Bedhead. Yep. That's the name of the band. Got it. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Bedhead. Transaction De Novo is the name of the album. It's really good. You should check it out. It's very chill, very laid back. So this is, this is the fourth time that I've tried to screen grab the blurry image and do a reverse <laughs> image, and it just hasn't worked. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah that's how bad. L- uh, listeners, yeah. that's how bad it is. That's how, that's how blurry. Yeah, it's terrible. It's actually, it's, this is released on Trans Syndicate Records, and it's, it's really high quality. It's like, it's 180 gram vinyl but it, it just, looks a little it blurry fantastic. to me <laughs> man they were only active for seven years i mean that's that's a good that's a good run for a band it's longer than, than i've been active. yeah for, for a non like you know i mean the beatles weren't even active for that long the doors weren't active how, for how that long, long were the beatles active about we're gonna find about out six years no 64 the beatles, were, the beatles are still 70, still together yeah about six years they were 60 to 70, 10 years. Yeah, but they released their first record 63 or 64. They were, it act- matter, they were a band. Years, we're going by years active. I know. They were a band playing like Liverpool clubs and stuff like yeah. that, but they weren't like a recording artist until a little while in. Yeah. 63 to 66 was Beatlemania touring dates. Yep. They, um, yeah. They ended when Yoko Ono shot John Lennon. Yeah. That's exactly when they ended. Actually, uh, they started in 1956. Yeah. Yeah, they had uh, with the the Quarrymen. Yes, the Quarrymen. Yeah, they hmm. they were um, talking about calling themselves eight arms to hold you with, which is 
Cool. Quarry Bank High. Cool. You guys seen? You've seen Spinal Tap, right? I have seen Spinal the Tap. Spinal Tap kind of parodies that whole. Thing. You know, we were a skivel, skitch, skivel, or whatever the the t- the style of music that they were playing, which is that yeah. like kind of I don't even know, like almost like a barbershop quartet with like with guitars. That's just silliness. Yeah. All right, Drew. You want to talk about um, robot landlords? Yeah. So. That kind of says it all, I think. This article is super depressing. So, I, Who could have foreseen that the idea of landlords deserving to own property and then shelter for human beings to own that and then sell it for a profit? The justifications for that may surprise you were not real. Basically, the idea that like oh well you know they're putting in work they have to like find the properties and they have to maintain them and they have to do all the paperwork and they are taking on risk and they're doing all these things no actually fuck that the very second that it became possible for them to not have to do any of that dumb bullshit and just completely automate the process they they're absolutely jumping at it that's that's it i mean it's they're, they're robots essentially that can do the things or that do the things that a landlord does uh, which is not very much in and of itself. The fact, by the way, that like it's such an easy job to automate should tell you that it it was never real. Like any any of the like justifications for it. Yeah, the theme of the article goes well beyond the uh, the actual job of the landlord or the robots. Oh, the, know, yeah, like this the is just one of that job, which is yeah. that, and that's why I'm saying that it's depressing. And actually, Carl, um, before we uh, started recording the call, was talking about McDonald's and some of the automation that they're introducing and yet not reducing the price of a Big Mac um, after introducing, you know, said automation to replace workers. And it's really interesting to me when, when they say, Oh, if we paid our, if we paid our, our uh, employees $15 an hour, then a burger would be $10. But when they get rid of all of the labor, the burger is still somehow $10. Yeah. The grocery store prices didn't go down when, uh, when they replaced a bunch of cashiers with the automated checkout or with the self checkout. Yeah. You know what kills me about the automated checkout thing is that they have it and then they still close them down. Like you can't yeah, use them yeah, sometimes. It's, just, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's almost like these things aren't actually driven by forces of nature the way they like you think it is. And it's just arbitrarily determined pricing based on whatever they think they can get away with charging. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I don't mind, I don't mind the self-checkout stuff. I know people hate it. I know that it's technically a job killer, but honestly, I don't care. I'm, I'm in and out of there way faster. But to, to Randy's point about the point of this article, this Jacobin article, the idea that technology is itself is the issue is completely missing the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. This is just the next iteration of the yeah. existing patterns in place of mm-hmm. exploitation and oppression and the funneling of wealth and money and resources and power upwards. And technology uh, has always been basically first and foremost for the people that already have the power, the most quickly adapted technologies, adopted technologies rather, are the ones that help capitalists do that to to the everyday person. I pulled a quote. Now, I'll just read it really quick. So this is give credit where credit is due. Yeah, it's a Jacobin article uh, called titled The Robots Won't Save Us Until We Control the Means of Production by David Mosscrop. And the quote I pulled is, the rise of automation, algorithms, and artificial intelligence should be forcing us to, again, ask who these tools belong to and how they will be used. We'll find that they belong to the same people who own the things we rely on to survive, which means the bulk of the good that comes from innovation, in quotes, will go to the few while the many are left to struggle, same as it ever was. Point being, we're promised 15-hour work weeks you know, with, with the onslaught of technology and innovation and you know, AI and what have you, automation, but that never came. Um, we were promised at least robots that could serve us. Think about the movie iRobot, you know, starring our, I do every day. our beautiful I do every day. our beautiful slapper Will Smith. That movie has these robots that are that are caring for people. You know, they're 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 caregivers. They're, you know, going around getting your juice for grandma, you know, getting juice for grandma or, you know, walking your five-year-old to school or Yeah, getting juice for grandma, not juicing grandma. Come on, guys. (laughs) That is not the future that, ironically, Will Smith's character is still opposed to these robots. I mean, because what? It made a calculation and and saved who it could save when a car went and He's right, though. (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) It's a little silly. But nonetheless, the- you know, that promise of this utopian future where these things will serve us or even um, the 
Pixar movie with a little robot. Wally? That's trying to, Wally. Even Wally. It's like, that's not the future. We're not going to be a bunch of fat slobs sitting in our lounge chairs watching, you know, consuming stuff and not, not contributing in some way. And even if that way is completely meaningless, we are still going to be working 40 hours a week <laughs> and still be, you know, as Yeah, quote unquote, unquote, like working because the technology, I mean, the Chomsky pitch is basically that automation and technology should be able to reduce the total amount of work that society needs overall to run more and more and more. And so then the work that needs to be done decreases more and more. The work that remains, uh, most people will want to do, like most people would want to work if it was meaningful work and did not absorb most of their waking hours, either directly or indirectly, and that their entire lives didn't have to be oriented around that quote-unquote work. But no, like we, the the economic systems that we have, they still need to be these neo-feudalist ways to maintain this class structure, which means that you still need to have liquidity in the markets. You still need to have consumers and producers. You still need to have varying levels of of access to those types of resources, varying levels of paycheck to paycheck or not paycheck to paycheck. You have like the gig economy workers and like the lowest class that essentially are used as sticks to keep the middle, like the, the people above them, like the white class worker, the, the white collar workers, white class also works uh, statistically. <laughs> Ironically, yeah. <laughs> Homeless people need to need to exist in order to keep the gig economy workers like in line mm-hmm. because, oh, you don't want to end up like them. And then it just kind of goes up and up. And, you know, that that's completely removed from what is technically possible or what needs to happen in the society, which is why you can have a situation where it's an open secret that anyone working in an office job isn't actually working 40 hours a week. That's, you know, that's completely unnecessary. And there's just not enough to do. But we still need to keep up this charade because we don't know what the absence of it even looks like, because it's not just about the jobs it's about like the macroeconomics of it and needing like to have bullshit reasons to move money around in the system because the systems that we have we basically because uh capital hasn't figured out a way to to graft another bullshit explanation for why they should have everything onto a new economic system where people don't have to work as much as they did in immediately after industrialization good talk though good talk drew um super depressing again and uh, no uh, positive light in, in the future. Um, I don't know. Let's just... try to let's try to get a message out of it. Let's try to get some <laughs> sort of uh, rallying cry. I guess don't be mad at the self checkouts. Be mad at the people who decided that like they wanted to put them in and not give all their money to the workers. I'm pretty sure the yeah. the phrase you're looking for is don't hate the player, hate the game. No, no, no. Because I've made this point before. Like even the even the people, like even the person making that decision, you know, they're doing it because that's what their position demands of them. I, I mean, that's and that's what we're all doing. Like we just find ourselves in whatever conditions we're in, and we just do what we feel is required of us. And just, we don't, you know, just you're not thinking that critically about it, really, and you justify it to yourself to let yourself sleep at night. You know, if you even just think about the fact that like in America, one of the wealthiest countries in the world, you know, there's rampant exploitation and horrible working conditions, but we have a lifestyle that many others in the the world could never like even in terms of like material wealth. I mean, I think we're all still miserable, but just in terms of stuff we have and how cheap, like how cheap our shirts are that we enjoy those things because we are benefiting, we are beneficiaries of an exploitative system that's been outsourced overseas true i mean it's not you're like implying like like we're like we're making kids go to work or something you know yeah that would never happen here that there's no way that that could happen in this our beautiful country at least we have some standards that's supposed to happen somewhere we can't think about it and can't actually, see it. Actually, I believe I believe there's a lot of auto manufacturers that are using. No, there's no workers. way that's happening. There's no way that we're transitioning to some other story where that's happening. We're we're not we're not transitioning. It's we're transitioning. <laughs> Reuters uh, has a follow up story for. I think we mentioned this. We've talked about it many times. There's been several automotive companies yeah, where they that caught, have had. They yeah. caught uh, Hyundai and uh, and Kia. Um, who are both owned by Hyundai. Um, they've caught them, uh, um, not them directly, but they're 
suppliers um, employing miners. Not just miners either. Like typically it's migrant miners, undocumented Guatemalan miners to work that seem to be actually uh, trafficked in. Um, well, these are not people, the, Randy. These are by the placement, these are by the recruiters, by the placement agency. The, yeah, the, I checked um, out when you said Guatemala. <laughs> I I don't the, care. Uh, they're not white. The uh, the employment, um, the placement agencies. So it's it's like a shell game essentially. So they just keep on passing the buck. So th- literally, these recruiters or what whatever you want to call them are lying to demons. Kids. They're demons. Yeah, they are demons lying to kids and trafficking them over the border, placing them at these uh, suppliers, the auto manufacturer suppliers, which some of these suppliers are actually majority owned by the auto manufacturers. There, there was some, somebody tried to make a defense because there was the other child labor that was going on at the meat processing plant or whatever. Fuck. Mm-hmm. And the, like people were trying to be like, well, you know, it could happen without, you know, them really knowing uh, two kids in a trench coat, like that, basically like that level of defense. But in this case, you there is no, this is blatantly intentional like this they know exactly what they're doing yeah they're scapegoating the whole thing so the reuters article points it directly out um which is these auto suppliers purposely outsource their employment to these recruiters so they can reduce liability so yeah, they don't have to do the background checks yeah they don't have to do the background checks or any security or anything like that they're just like whatever they say goes hyundai on top of that is getting these suppliers unreasonable demands of like immediate turnaround and what have you Uh, so it's yeah it just goes down and since nobody wants to work anymore (laughs) and and they they don't have to say anything about like oh we had no idea and then they just fire that recruitment office and get another one that does the same thing this is such a perfect example of exactly what we were just talking about where where Mm -hmm. you basically like this is what you get when you min max the uh everyone just kind of being their own quote-unquote rational agent that has their own needs that they need filled and then opening those gaps in the market and then filling them those gaps get filled with human suffering how, how do they pay these people these kids is it all like they're under, paying, in cash under the table no they they know that the recruitment office is actually faking their entire identity they'll give them fake paperwork so they're paying them you know they're they're, they're taxing them they have identification. It's all fraudulent. Yeah, but it's all wow. like coming through like real because, I mean, they probably the, the, the that is insane. The buck probably stops at like the state level. I mean, Alabama is probably involved, but they they all have enough plausible deniability that they can kind of wiggle out of everything. It's really sick, like an algorithmic. Nobody's actually driving the boat thing where everyone does their own little individual crimes yeah if you read this article it it, like goes through so it's a reuters article it's called uh child workers found throughout hyundai kia supply chain in alabama yeah it's a pretty extensive article and if you read it it goes through all the um the loopholes basically all the different kind of shell companies essentially that are set up in order to enable this 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 grift it's it's kind of sick too because it it gets to the point of these kids, like they, they, they follow these two uh, cousins that are 14 and 16, I believe, and the Guatemalan cousins, and they've deported these kids. And now they're being interviewed, of course, because of this Reuters article. And the interviewers, um, you know, actual federal uh, investigators are interviewing these guys. And they're like, yeah, these kids were literally sold a, a bill of goods that was never going to be. Basically, they're sold like, we will give you legitimate work. We'll, you know, move you in you'll be housed and what have you. And it it was all a farce. It was completely, completely a lie. And it was just, I don't know, it's very schemy and and, and it was directly um, the people that are working at these recruitment firms. Like they're literally going to Guatemala or going to Mexico, going to Colombia, going to Venezuela and and recruiting these kids. That's five-star service right there. Yeah, (laughs) trafficking them and selling them, you know, on these lies, trafficking them in, uh, uh, um, creating fake paperwork, going through the whole process, and none of them are going to get in trouble for it because they just close down and reopen and close down and reopen, and they're changing. It's it's like it's like a drug front. <laughs> Citizens United shit, where okay, corporations are people, except when they actually like need to, except they can't go to jail. 
basically. Like, so oh, yeah, you, of course. The, the only thing yeah. that you can do is find them into bankruptcy and then like basically trigger. Yeah. But even in this case, you read the, the, fines? the fines were 30,000 and 36,000 and the 36,000 was like, like a, like a two, piece or was, like total. No, no, no. Listen, the, the $36,000 was just two agencies. Total combined. The, the, those two cousins, the fine was $17,000. It's just. That was it. That, those kids ins- probably made insane. that company. For, for doing. 20 times. To- they were brothers. 40, it was thir- 13 and 15. They were brothers. Okay. For so doing. Brothers, they- for doing indentured servitude. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So $11 an hour. Is the U.S. Department paid. of Labor in a court filing said it. SL Alabama repeatedly violated the law by employing oppressive child labor. It fined the company about $30,000. And then Alabama's Department of Labor mm. fined SL and one of its staffing agencies a total of about $36,000. So like absolutely nothing. No, it's nothing. Nothing that is at nothing. all. That is, that, that's basically just, yeah, definitely. Let's just do this again. How much is the cheapest Kia? <laughs> the, the, not only this, these uh, recruitment offices, these employment um, agencies, but it's also the auto suppliers themselves. So the recruitment office, they get in trouble. They close down, they, they open it up a new one. And even the suppliers will close down and, and come up with a new name and then partner again. Hyundai isn't going to change their name, obviously, but these suppliers will just yeah, come the and go, things that come don't, and go, the, come and the go. Brand, there's no brand value. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah. No, like in the fact that nobody goes to jail for that shit, and and then yeah, also the other thing nobody. where it's like the you know and it's Alabama and like you said Randy like the state is probably involved in some way mm-hmm. and uh, yeah like they get those, a thirty th- they get it, a thirty thousand dollar paycheck and then they just they they basically get a fee to sign over another business license so, to a new so name so those 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 government officials you know led by those those politicians they're up there constantly talking about how we need to basically like I mean just racist uh wall, like wall, nationalist dog wall, yeah. shit mm-hmm. where they're like oh yeah we need to have a border wall like we can't like we gotta stop immigration they're gonna like but m- meanwhile greasing their own palms on child labor that's being imported they're literally creating upton sinclair's the jungle right now like yeah. it's literally like a company because the way that they treat these people is they put them in a group housing and then they bust them and, then they, and this is the funny part they actually charge them for the transportation to bust them into work these people, these people are demons. They They're smell like sulfur. Demons. They're absolute they, demons. And, yeah. and the the broader thing at play here is that there is this evil shit that's going on, whether it's the automation or the literal child labor, which is a par- like should be a parody of this, but is what's actually happening. That's happening partially because workers are demanding more so it's getting more expensive to pay people here uh, or to pay people that like have actual rights that aren't being uh trafficked essentially and, and that's their only lifeline um people that have like some power and are trying to gain more power in these these political and, and labor systems um and so the response to that is well we certainly can't not continue making the profits that we're making the absurd obscene amounts of money that we're just lining our own pockets with so it's we're not that's not gonna come out of us. So we basically just have to do slavery again. We have to basically bring back slavery, uh, or you know some some uh, some version of it, some version of it, and just kind of push on that as much as we can. Or, or like the fully automated McDonald's, like they were talking about, like the, the one of the, the tweets that the, the tweet that made me aware of the fully automated McDonald's in Texas is a tweet where a guy was basically blaming it on people wanting a twenty five dollar minimum wage, which completely yeah, tipped the yeah. hand because yeah. the minimum wage there has been for a very long time and is still seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour. So the implication there is, well, you know, we we're not going to pay you more. We're gonna we're gonna just automate your job. Away. Alabama doesn't even have a minimum wage. They use use the right. federal minimum wage. They don't so have. So it's state just just the one. threat, the the idea of people of of laborers having more rights is so. And, and it, scary to their bottom line that they have to do again do just do like the most depraved inhumane shit. I mean and, and back to your like the demon thing. So this is beyond it doesn't matter about $25 an hour or 30 it wouldn't matter because this is auto manufacturing. The automation that exists in auto manufacturing is more and more significant every year. The the almost the entire plant at these point uh, like these types of uh situations is automated. It's all robotic. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much automation. If you need a person, they're going to go to the lowest common denominator each time. Yeah. And they're going to try to exploit the shit out of it. Because it's an algorithmic. Yeah. Yeah. And really the difference between paying, you know, some 
25, 30 year old expert, which is another complaint in this article, they were actually moving people who had engineering degrees from Latin America. They were <laughs> moving them over saying that you, you could get an engineering job working for an Audi manufacturer if you come over here. And then they would put them on the line doing like the most Jesus. mundane thing ever. It's like, what the hell, you know? And, yeah. and, and you, you, you stick them in because what you do is you, you charge them. It's the, what's the term called? The coyotes do it all the time. They'll move them over and then they'll start the indentured servitude thing. They'll make them pay off that, that debt. So they're doing that to these engineers. Extortion. They're doing that to these extortion. Yeah. There's a term for it. I can't, I can't remember the, the, the article points it out and I'm sure our listeners are like, hey, yeah, this, it's called this. But these Guatemalan kids, that's exactly what they did. They said, okay, we can get you over here, but you're going to have to like pay a little bit and you're going to have to work off your debt. So they'll, they'll move them over. They'll put them in this group housing and then they'll start charging them tra to transportation costs and what have you. And it's just like this whole game of they're never going to be able to pull that, pay off that debt. Right. So they're stuck there. At least they think they're stuck there. Legally, they're not because this company is completely breaking the law so they could like leave. Yeah, but who's, how are they going to know they, that? They would never know that. I mean, there's language barriers. There's all kinds of stuff. But are you, are you my, talking about debt bondage, point, Randy? They, debt bondage, exactly. Yeah, so that's okay. at the end of the article. They're pointing out for those specifically those uh, Guatemalan uh, brothers. They're pointing out, yeah, these these not only were they trafficked, mm -hmm. but they're also tricked into a debt bondage situation. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if there was a twenty dollar minimum wage in say Alabama in this situation. That to the bottom line of these auto suppliers, that's nothing. It's it's really nothing in the in the grand scheme of things because of all the automation and the and the price of things, they're just doing this just to be demons. <laughs> no, but yeah, but that's what, but like every individual it's just person, pennies. it's like pennies that they're saving. It's just but so every individual ridiculous. person is tasked with doing whatever thing at whatever lowest price possible. That's what I'm trying to make. Yeah, that's the yeah. point you're putting it perfectly. Yeah, it's like these little middle managers. They're like, well, we got to hire at the lowest possible thing because they're getting pressure from, you know, who's above them and above and above. And everybody's yeah, what if we making these to kill decisions. Them? That would probably yeah. get a pretty, like, what if we just put a, like a literal gun to their head? That would probably make this them more reminds faster. Me, it reminds me of like PetSmart in some ways, as far as like making decisions. Of course it runs. It's all, it's all one system, you know? <laughs> making a decision based on like, a, I don't know a hosting partner or something like that for like web hosting. It's like, yeah. oh, we're going to take this because it's $500 a month versus this because it's a thousand. It's like, what does that even mean in the grand scheme of things? That's basically the only metric that you can make decisions on. And anything else that you can't quantify financially is completely irrelevant to the conversation because you can't put it in a fucking spreadsheet. Yeah. It, and it's such a struggle because, and then you like, say if you're the person making that decision based on the, the same analogy with the hosting provider, you look at it as like a personal decision, if this were my home and this is my home budget, then I'm going to choose the 500 over a thousand because it's not, it's a business decision that right. those two prices are almost equal. And when, when you're talking about a large business, when, when you're talking like on the scale of nine figures. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is nothing. This is like pennies, you know, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't change. It, it changes nothing. Like we're paying these guys $11 an hour. I could hire some 25 year old for $17 an hour or $20 an hour or whatever. Come on. I talked about like, you know, quantifying things financially. And in this case, you probably could if we had a functioning legal system that actually made it hurt when things like this happened, but they can very easily quantify a $30,000 fine or pay somebody $40,000 a year more. Yeah. So of fucking course they're going to do the, the first thing. Yeah. And here's the other argument too, is like these kids that they're hiring you know, one thing that they're definitely never, ever going to do is unionize. Right. So that's right. the best decision you can make because unions and auto manufacturers, I mean, the UAW, it runs thick. And yeah, why, why even take the risk? Let's get a bunch of like non-native English speakers. Let's get a bunch of kids. Let's pack them in. So the price that they're actually paying hourly and the exploitation isn't as important as the protection of let's just keep on doing this racket so we can what? we can just push down and and suppress our labor market so they never have this is the drive to like outsource shit right because mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. we got to a point where it's like oh we can actually do this shit for a whole lot cheaper if we exploit child labor in other countries but the problem is it costs money to move stuff across the mm -hmm. sea so if we can simply import some of that labor, that's actually the best of both worlds. 
Exactly. Fucking import, quote unquote, by illegally moving people. Yeah, from like like literally like a, like an actual like a like a, a mini and slave again, trade. Listeners, I'm not saying that these people are illegal. I'm saying that it would it's illegal. I think to I think human the, given the holistic <laughs> context of how we are approaching this topic, I think that that is probably <laughs> yes. understood. Just want to make sure it's totally clear. No, yeah, the, what, the, the 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 legal. Who gives a shit if it's like legal or not? Like in this case, the government clearly it being illegal means jack shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it means thirty thousand dollars, but. But of course, if, if you actually were charged with coming over here yourself and trying to start like in, in uh, pursue a better life for you and your family, of course, like you would be just sentenced. You'd go to jail. You'd get uh, uh, deported. You'd like all these horrible things would happen to you. You certainly wouldn't be fined a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percent of your your revenue, your, your income yeah. of the last month, basically, There's which no is the equivalent like, to your point. I think the thing that, that w- that's going to p- piss me off most about this is that most people are going to be more pissed off that there was Guatemalan children working there than the people that actually bust them over or, you know, scam the system to begin with. There's more people that are going to be pissed off that some 15-year-old Guatemalan kid was doing, you know, some American, quote, Americans job. Yeah, the South know. Park, they took our jobs voice. Cue that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and that's exactly true. That No one blames the agricultural industry for- no. Uh, for hiring immigrant labor which is by the way why your lettuce is so cheap lettuce is not cheap right now <laughs> no i know but i'm saying like like all of like <laughs> the, I'm, I'm i'm just making the same point i was making earlier about the fact mm-hmm. that it's like a system where everything gets funneled upwards and we are also in that funnel having things funneled upwards to us i mean the the, the worst offenders of this the, the the congress and and senate you know congressmen and senators that are standing there talking about border walls and what have you then you look into their history and they have some guatemalan maid that you know is undocumented that's been working you know their house for 20 years or something like that it's it's this nonsense of i'm not to blame even though i'm the one who's hiring these individuals yeah i mean it's the same thing of it's not it's not china that stole your jobs it's it's the corporations that outsourced it because they could get the jobs cheaper. Like that, that's exactly. who you need to be blaming. It's, or you know, imported it to, to Drew's point. They imported yeah. the, the labor to, to yeah. get, to get they're it They're really testing the waters on that. They're, they're really saying, mm-hmm. well, you know, we've, we've extracted all of the quarterly gains that we can from outsourcing the, the actual jobs. Now we need to make up some more revenue and reduce expenses by not having to ship it at all. Mm-hmm. And it's this weird dichotomy that, I don't know if you guys have watched that Gravel Institute YouTube video about illegal immigration, but he breaks it down very, very well, which is basically illegal immigration didn't exist prior to, I forget, 1950, 1960 or whatever, at least as as we see it now. We had migratory workers that would come, they would work the crops, they would work the fields, and they would go back. It was free flow. You know, you could arrive and, and leave. Everything was fine. And then we closed the borders, which made this people not able to leave or made that back and forth migration a struggle so they just started staying it's all artificial like we created an artificial political quagmire that didn't need to exist ever and everything would have been totally fine now given in this situation this is like exploitative but the the political quagmire is like that shit does need to exist for that class of people yes yeah what's actually happening is by the class of people i'm talking about replacement theory crazy oh yeah oh sure yeah 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 like the the but i mean xenophobia in like blaming the other is obviously like an extremely easy and cheap way to get the heat off of you mm-hmm. but the the thing that's going on underneath all of it like all of the the dumb like the bullshit the blaming and the, the blame game and the trying to you know make it about things that it isn't is that the system is hungry it demands growth and per usual the only way to get growth in a system with a finite number of actors and resources is to increase human suffering. Growth in this case literally means increasing profit and profit could be just as easily understood as theft. And so we have to steal shit from other people. And for a while we were able to do that through just like naked imperialism, like with the British empire, you know, then it got more creative with Afghanistan and all the shit in between or in, you know, South America and, and all that. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, we're kind of running out of like, we, like we're having to find new ways to do it essentially. And this is actually a perfect pivot to the next story, which is that tech CEOs hate us all. There's always a separation between 
real working class, meaning like factory workers or what have you, blue collar jobs and our jobs, you know, software development. This exploitation, it's similar. It's it's basically the same. <laughs> you know, yes, tech workers make more than factory workers on average. That's not always true. And it's for every position and depending on seniority and stuff like that, it might not be true. But for the for the most part, we're seen as spoiled brats that uh, are being uh, um, are taking advantage of our employers, as far as the tech CEOs. That's so it. funny. And this Business Insider uh, article, which is titled "Elon Musk Hardcore Twitter Culture Inspires Fellow Tech Founders," plainly states everything I'm just <laughs> everything I just said, all anonymously, of course. No one was willing to go on the record, as far as Fucking these founders, the CEOs, <laughs> go on the record to say, "Oh yeah, that's the greatest thing ever." That Elon Musk is demanding hardcore work loyalty and, and and work ethic out of his uh, Twitter employees and firing 75% of them or what have you. But they're inspired, they're excited, and uh, they just love, they love what Musk is doing. Yeah. So I, I'm going to love it when this whole thing fucking explodes, like with Tesla and everything, like everything falling apart. Just touching on the, you know, spoiled brats thing. I make like a hundred grand, which I recognize is uh, significant, but is it because if you just projected out what the minimum wage growth should be with productivity. It's not that far off of what basically like should be the baseline for what everybody should be making. You shouldn't be feel ashamed whatsoever that that's what I'm saying. Like this, this article like that I should be like this, like grateful little, like, Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you so much. That we should should essentially that, that, that you, you, because historically having more, not having a bunch of money, not having a bunch of money relative to them or productivity or the economy overall, but relative to the lowest paid people meant you were supposed to be the petty bourgeoisie. You were supposed to be their enforcers. Mm -hmm. You were supposed to be. So the fact that there are some people that aren't doing that, that aren't, but they, they're able to maintain that, that income and that, that level of uh, what would usually grant somebody or make somebody have to be a, a, a petite bourgeoisie. They, because they, they have no other option because this shit is kind of complicated and it's like, it takes specialists. According to the labor laws that exist, you are petty bourgeoisie. The fact that you're a salaried employee is based on sitting in front of a computer even though it's supposed to be based on managing people and being like truly petty bourgeoisie, what we would consider. But because you sit in front of a computer and you manage things in a certain specific way that the vagary of that law is written, you are, you know, a salaried employee. They're they're mad that they don't have 100% control over the cost of labor. Mm -hmm. That's it. That the people that are able to command those higher salaries are not without fail and unerringly complete sycophants to them. They don't like it. They don't like the idea that there would be any conflict from those people. They want you to relate more to them than to the other people that they're exploiting, or, or at least it's exactly. aspire to be them. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this article is written in such and fuck a that, fucking, frankly, just disgusting way, which is essentially those perks of free lunches and those perks of meditation cubes. You know, they point out all the cliche Google with their slides and bikes, and they treat their employees like human beings, essentially. And they should all be ashamed. These employees need to like dig down, work from their office, and sacrifice everything for you know the sake of the dollar or for the sake of Elon Musk. Or the yeah, I'm CEO sorry about sucking your you. dick for a bagel. Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, it's called work, and and work is not supposed to be fun. Uh, this reminds me. I was I was out for a walk, and uh, I overheard these city workers. Um, they're doing like some sewer stuff or whatever. And there's three of them, and one of them, the other one, was like ripping. I was passing by, so I didn't hear the details of it. But he was basically ripping into baristas, you know, the Starbucks unions. Like, why well, they need to start a union, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure this guy's a union employee. I mean, he's a city worker. He's probably part of a union. But yeah, he just didn't understand the concept. Like, you're not really working. Like, what are you doing? You're not really working. And it was very funny to me because... There was three of them and only one of them was actually working. <laughs> right. Like yeah, they're they're, they're all like just chatting, nobody, you know, like hey, one of them is actually doing hey, the job. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking Like the most poison, like everyone has brain poisoning because it's so individualistic. Because I know, I recognize like this situation. I mean, that's, that's the family I grew up in. I recognize that, you know, th- there's probably like a certain safety precautions like somebody's supervising because the guy was like getting into a sewer or something so you know i'm sure there's things and i understand like you're not going to be like working 10 12 hours constantly like i don't know picking up 
uh, an anvil and moving it over and over and over again. But just this division of one, it's youth. So baristas are typically mm. younger than especially this guy. It's also and the woke two, left. Like, yeah. And, and they're more likely to probably be liberal. And three, they're they're doing drinks, you know, like this isn't essential. Like we're doing work in the sewers. Yeah, I think is, what they know. don't, they what they have a hard time with. I have to is drink this frappuccino not, or you're not going to have a job because I'm not going to be able to shit. I'm not trying to take anything away from them or the baristas or anything, but those divisions No, of course not. Of course not. Like he's ridiculous. doing that. Because he's yeah. he's incapable of practicting solidarity if he can't see it right in front of his fucking face. No, I think, I think, I think a lot of it just comes down to that, you know, it's, it's a, it's this divide between physical labor and non-physical labor. Yes, of course. Of course, even you know, like there's a, there's a, a there's a lot of people <laughs> like, no, I mean, for being like, you know what I mean, though, like some, work way harder than I do. I'm just saying something baristas, that's not yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want. To, I would rather climb down in the sewer than work a barista's job. That's yeah, but something, I'm not saying something that, that, so that isn't, I can be that like, oh, you're the chance. real heroes. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm just I'm yeah. like, that is tr- it is literally true that I would I would rather <laughs> should probably let Carl finish uh, his, his thought. Go ahead, Carl. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Just keep cutting me off. <laughs> no, I. Mm-mm. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, I, I pretty much stated it, but it's just, it's the, it's this idea that if like, if you can't maim yourself, you know, yes. or you got to sacrifice or you, you, you're not, you're not like at, at risk of death doing your job, then you don't deserve to, you don't deserve like labor rights. It's just it's like an w- argument I got, um, in over uh, Halloween. So we went to a Halloween party, me and my wife, and there's a guy who is a cable installer. And he was talking about, I mean, this is an old report. This is like a Channel 4 or Fox News problem solvers, one of those stupid reports. And it was, uh, you guys probably remember the story, but it was complaining about Chrysler workers um, leaving the job early. So they would, there's turnstiles that, you know, you check in and check out and they would like squeeze their bodies past these turnstiles. Think about like a entering like a, a subway or something, you know, where the metal turnstile and they're like literally squeezing themselves out. You know, it's really funny, but nonetheless, this guy's like, "Yeah, they're just going out drinking, blah blah blah." And it's like, and you're buying into that, dude. You you install cable, like, don't you have some camaraderie? Like, who cares? They're, I'm sure they're doing their freaking job. They're like delivering the same number of headrest builds or dashes or plugging the machine, putting the screw in the hole for the exact same amount that they're supposed to be doing. But now you're going to rip into them because they're ditching work for two hours do you a think day or something like so, that. Okay. Like, come on, man. Real talk. Real talk. What do you think it is? Do you think it's like more projection about your own insecurities? Do you think it's more identifying with the capital owners and, you know, aspiring to be that? Because what's what's making everybody into a snitch and a cop? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, I think it's a lot of... um FOMO in a way, you know, like, oh, like they're, they're like, they want to be that they, they want to be that, they wanna... but they, they're, they're afraid to do it or what, or something like that. Or they don't, oh, feel you're, they're looking on. at them saying, wait, I don't have to take my job that seriously. Yeah. Or I something like that. Or maybe, or maybe it's because they don't take it seriously enough. You know, there's always that kind of thing, you know, there's just, just, I don't know. And usually like that, that whole thing is between, you know, older people and younger people is usually where that divide do you think, is do you think maybe it's like you tell yourself this story to justify spending so much time working on stuff that is in the long run not all that important to like get yourself to actually do it and spend so much time on it so when something pierces that veil and says oh hey yeah no it's actually not that important like you could have had the exact same life caring way less like when, when that is presented to you, you have like a cognitive dissonance thing and you're like, well, that can't be true. Because I see a lot of that in, in the older up. generation, you know, uh, where they worked their entire lives, you know, doing a lot of hard labor, you know, and quote, pulling themselves up by their bone bootstraps type stuff. And then they get they get mad when other people basically get the same results by not putting in that amount of labor that, you know. They get, you know, and I'm not saying like wealthy other people. I just mean just other people, you know, it's like, oh, well, I worked my ass off my entire life, you know, and I, you know, I had to put it, put in like hundred hour weeks and whatnot, just so I could, you know, have the house that I have. But meanwhile, Joe down the street works 20 hours, you know, and doesn't have to, to do the things that I did, but still has the that's life interesting that I have. Because so much of that is an invention too. Like so much of that mm-hmm. is just like a poorly remembered like and it's a it's a media narrative that they've kind of internalized. Yeah. I think, because mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's just like it's just this how thing. Is this I don't, for 
not that expensive. It's the same thing as when like people get pissed off because somebody merged in front of them on the freeway. Somehow they got ahead oh, of them. Oh yeah, like the lack of lack of empathy or anything. Yeah, like no, that. they just they just got ahead of them somehow. You know, you know, I've been oh, waiting yeah, in, yeah. I've been waiting in this line forever. I put in my time waiting in this line and you're just going to cut in front of me. I I remember myself putting in my time for that 2 seconds. You know, I you know what I mean? It's the same idea. It's like there somebody got something that they didn't get or you know, or took it an easier way than they took and somehow that's wrong because they Jealous. suffered. Bag yeah. watchers. It's a little bit. Keep your eyes in your own pockets, boomers. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, but it's but that's the thing. It's it's just it's 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 really all mostly the same. It's just different exploitation in different forms. Yeah, and uh, it's, in some ways it's a little better. Some ways it's it's quite worse. But the whole thing, this the whole system, which I, I know, Drew, you you've definitely uh, mentioned quite a few times. What it comes down to is this dog eat dog world. We're all victims of it. We're, we're all victims of trying to compete for survival, mm. and that's what it really comes down to. Is that Instead of actually any any sense of egalitarianism, altruism, or what have you, solidarity, we want we yeah we want to like piss on each other because we're a bunch of wolves fighting over a rabbit, and and we see we see the the limit of the resources. At least this is like fictional though. This is totally sold yeah. to us by. By the higher powers, by the yeah, this is design. This is not a natural state it's, of being. It's by design, yeah. So, so you know, we get pissed when we get cut off in traffic, or we get pissed when we see you know the Chrysler workers squeezing under the turnstiles, because we're artificially fighting over a finite amount of resources, and it's just all a farce, and no one ever realizes it, and it's just a joke, and I don't know, it's very depressing and frustrating. And like all, all both the articles that we've covered so far, both of these articles are within that vein. You know, whether it's automation and algorithms and artificial intelligence, or auto manufacturers hiring child labor or what have you, it's all none of this would exist if it weren't and to beat a dead horse, but if it weren't for capitalism and this artificial fighting over resources that i mean it doesn't exist like we it's it's like the it's the prisoner's dilemma on the scale of seven billion people yeah and it's not like we i mean and yeah you're taking it to an even a larger scale i was just thinking of, of america it's not like we're f- we we don't have limited resources like we we don't like this country has plenty plenty for everyone to have a homestead yeah, I mean, there are more garden. vacant homes in the United States than there are homeless people. Yeah, I mean, we have so much space and so much room. So much so space, ma- so much room, so much extra food that we literally will let the houses mm-hmm. go vacant and throw the extra food away. Yeah, and, and back but also to, by again, design, like it's it is artificial mm-hmm. scarcity. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and not not. I'm just basically stealing everything that Drew just said earlier, but you know, the homelessness and you know, the poverty and what have you. It's it's by design in order to extract as much surplus as you possibly can from from your people. You know, there's no way you could have someone with that much more stuff. Like we could say, I don't know, rocks. I have a billion rocks and this guy doesn't have any rocks. There's no way you could have a billion rocks without having stolen a lot of rocks from a lot of people. Do you guys want to do like a, a kindergarten special? Like, do you want to do like a PBS like? <laughs> Uh, Sesame Street. Where we're like, listen, it, in, the adults in the room might recognize that the rocks are money. <laughs> exactly. I it just didn't want to use money. Reminds because... me of that comic where there's like the the business owner with like a plate of cookies, and then two other people with one cookie each. And the business owner points to the one guy and says, "He's going to steal your cookie." Yeah, yeah. This is what always bugged me about the 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 Ron Paul types, which were everything started going downhill when we didn't have the gold standard to back our currency. It's like. So we could agree on another imaginary currency because like yeah. the value that you put on gold is far and above the actual value of that mineral. <laughs> What's going to be really like, funny is that about? this because all of this shit is just cycles. It just takes slightly different forms. So like 200 years from now, when the Fed int- has long since introduced the like US dollar crypto edition, uh, just because it's easier to track and manipulate. <laughs> It'll be um, an NFT. People are going to be like, we, there used to be a time when the crypto dollar was backed by real U.S. paper dollars in the reserve. Exactly. And ever since we decoupled the U.S. crypto dollar from the real dollar, things have gone to shit. My bass player took his amp in to get work done. This is years ago. 
And he took it to this crazy libertarian guy that just happens to be well known for working on vintage amps. He's like, okay, so how much is it going to be? Or you got to put a deposit down. He's like, okay, you take, you know, Visa, MasterCard. You know, no one carries cash. He's like, he, this guy freaked out on him. He's like, this, what are you talking about? That's just like fake, blah, blah, blah. You need like real dollars. It's like, what are you talking? What? <laughs> it's all fake. It's all just in, in case, in case there's a run on the bank in the time that it takes <laughs> you to get to an ATM for, to get the this $200 is, or whatever the fuck. This, this Benjamin Franklin note is just a representation of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a lot of faith in that. My guy, it could be like shiny, like fucking things that I dug out of the river. Like that's what we caps. agree upon. All out. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's just a thing we agree caps. as a store of wealth. And really it's not, and the funny thing is, it's like, we kind of didn't even agree to it. Like we we're just born into it. And someone was like, Hey, this is what this, mm-hmm. this is what the deal is. And we're like, Oh, okay. Wasn't the whole idea that you could take like a dollar if you wanted to and get it exchanged for gold at the time. I know. Yeah, I know. It's like redeem it. You could. Yeah, redeem I know. It I know. Silver certificates did that. Like you could. Yeah, but literally, the, what the fuck is gold for? Like, what other than the fact that it has like some uses, like as like a conductor? Like, what the fuck? Like, there's no. Yeah, we we've backed ourselves into that whole situation because the truth of the matter is the history of economies in general. Like a, a lot of people who are obsessed with like the gold standard or obsessed with the, the the paper dollar, the fabric, whatever the fuck it is. You know, the actual physical dollar. But yeah, gold's utility is a fiction because that was not a factor at the time that it was. Yeah, uses back valuable. in the in the, in the early economies, people always like to claim that oh, we used to trade this this goat for nope. this uh, uh, grain or whatever it was. That's not how it ever ever happened. And yep. I think there's a Gravel Institute <laughs> YouTube on this as well. The bartering bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's no, no, no. People just did stuff for each other. They did stuff for each other, and in the sometimes credit entered the situation where it was yes. like, hey, I owe you something. But it was always like this informal agreement. It's just vibes. It's all vibes based. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, oh. I'm trying to build my log cabin, so my friend Frank comes over because I can't li- lift this one log, you know, up eight feet or what have you. So he comes guy. over. There's a two. There's a two man log. We do it together. It's a Frank log. And then, and then I'm like, you know what? Hey, how about you take a, a shot of my whiskey? Or how about when you build yours, I'm going to come over and I'm going to help you lift your log. You know, like that was the early economy. Yeah. There was no but Then like, these fucking nerds and their goddamn ancient <laughs> spreadsheet showed up and they were like, well, actually, we could be much more efficient if we used yeah, beans reverse to represent the, whole the work. Thing. And it, it's based on a complete fiction. It's a complete fabrication. And then, yeah, and then we reverse. It's existed. very similar. And that's so funny. I'm just now thinking about how people are like, well, yeah, no, like gold, like it has an actual value. It has a utility. Like, so we should be on the gold center. It's like, they didn't fucking know that. No, no. As a conductor, like what you just said. Right. No, yeah, no, like of course electricity. not. It just yeah, like so it, we, uh, it looks Edison cool. Was, <laughs> it looks that's the utility, and everyone agreed on its value. And so, yeah, no, it's the exact same thing. That it's it's just the dollar is is gold, like for all intents and purposes, and it serves uh, let, the same purpose frank. that gold served. Let's be frank. Let's lift this fucking log. Let's be frank. I think uh, I think a a uh, hundred dollar bill looks aesthetically very pleasing. I do you think that, that you might have some biases uh, that would inform <laughs> that? <laughs> I'm just saying, it looks pretty sweet. I think it's a pretty cool. Got looking, a little guy um, on it. If you if you brought a hundred dollar bill, if you brought if you brought a hundred dollar bill with the intricacies of the text and the pictures and the and, and all that and the thinness of it and the, the the texture of it, and you brought that back, any ancient king would give you his entire gold reserve. And be like, for that how did shit. you do this? This is amazing. This is incredible. <laughs> this is you are a, a a magician. You are the best craftsman I've ever seen. <laughs> Exactly. I want to hire you and whatever wanna, elves you have working with you. Whatever, whatever <laughs> magical powers. Just listen. Don't tell. <laughs> don't like. Don't show this to anybody because they will burn you. They will assume yeah. you're rich. Yeah. Which I don't care. Uh, but or you're just, experimenting with some sort of alchemy or something. If but you yeah, value your own it. head, I just I would keep this between us. <laughs> oh man, that's probably that's probably time, guys. <laughs> Unless you want to cover the uh, AI stuff that I think was this. Did I, I I forgot that I sent this. Is no, this the I, thing where I think I'm, I think I'm good for the night. All right, we can get to it next time. <laughs> and just a little sneak peek for our listeners. Um, we're going to talk about uh, uh, copyright infringement um, within the artificial intelligence community, I guess you could call it. <laughs> and the copyright fights are now going to everyone could have foresaw this, but uh, it's essentially, you know, Disney's going to get involved. It's, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. a that, time. That, that mouse looks awfully <laughs> familiar. I mean, not just Disney, but a lot of uh, a lot of the big guys, a lot of the big guns, as I put it in our show notes, are going to start uh, fighting, and that's when things are going to start getting real. Because you know, obviously, they have the lawyers and the money. No decisions will actually be made until they get they get there. Yeah, exactly. 
All right, so episode 15. I didn't do an intro. You did, I, I think. I, didn't, I did not say episode 15 at any point. At any well, point. You know, We're you on know the right that, track. You know what that, that deserves? Wow. I agree. Very good. Wow, good job. Is it? Right. Do Randy's going to find out when he Do you think it's too self-indulgent to end every episode on a clap? Yes. Great, let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to find out after All the right. edit that, that Randy right. actually did say episode 15 earlier. <laughs> Go to bed. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Yeah, Get right, the fuck out. Go go home. See you guys, man. So we have to protect our Jews. We're not selling anybody's data. Now watch this drive. I have a son. He's 10 years old. He has computers. He is so good with these computers. We're not selling anybody's data. Now watch, now watch this drive.